0: Good morning. So for the past months, we've heard gospel stories of Jesus on the road with his disciples, healing and preaching and teaching. They've walked with him, they've lived with him, and they've witnessed how he loves. In today's gospel, Jesus decides to ask his disciples one simple question. But to do that, he takes them on a 25-mile hike north from the Sea of Galilee, to the foothills of Mount Hermon, to the region of Caesarea Philippi. So the key question is, why the hike? Well, it would seem that this one question was so important that Jesus wanted to set the stage by bringing his disciples to a region due to its physical geography as well as its political significance. For one of the most prominent pieces of landscape in all of Israel is this massive, 10-foot-story, sheer wall of rock which Caesarea Philippi was built upon. Around the time of Christ's ministry, its marble temple was enlarged and rededicated by King Philip to honor Caesar, who had considered himself a god. And then throughout the years, hundreds of people would carve niches into the side of this rock wall for their pagan god statues, so they also could be worshipped. And it's the opening line of today's gospel which clearly states that Christ took them to the region of Caesarea Philippi, but not into the city. And the reason has to do with one's viewpoint. See, Christ was looking for the perfect backdrop to make his point, to ask his question. And the only way this enormous rock foundation can be seen by the viewers to be outside and below the city. For if you were in the actual city, all you would be able to do is see the view from the top of the rock. Your viewpoint would be one of power and control, and you'd miss seeing the rock itself. You'd miss the whole point. So with the background of a marble temple honoring an earthy god, sitting on top of this massive rock, carved with niches honoring all kinds of pagan gods, Christ asked this simple question. So who do people say that I am? Can you imagine the look on their faces? Did they see him as just another one of those gods being honored with a temple or to be idolized with a niche in the wall? Christ standing in front of this geopolitical backdrop Looking them in the face and asking them, Who am I? Just another one of those gods? You've walked with me. You listened to me. You watched me heal the sick and feed the hungry and care for those on the margins. Have you figured it out? Reach inside yourself and tell me, Who am I? What have I taught you about love and mercy and compassion? You can almost see the disciples shuffling on their feet as they begin to answer. Some say you're Elijah. Others say John the Baptist. But Christ cuts right to the chase as he pins his disciples down and says, but who do you say that I am? 2,000 years later, that same question is being asked of us. In many ways, the same scene that we've heard described in today's gospel is played out each and every day with all of us. We all have our Cesaree Philippi's. We all have our self-built walls that hold up what we worship. Maybe it's our work, our drink, our food, our toys, our politics, our image, our egos. It's all the things that we hold near and dear, but they're just simply empty falsehoods. As I was preparing this homily, I wondered Jesus was here among us today where would he take us? What spot would he want to use in order to open our eyes and ask us have we lost our way to what is so important? So what's rooted in Jesus? While there's no shortage of sites he could use in light of recent events I think he would have brought us all to Charlottesville and using the backdrop of a wall of people filled with hate who were chanting blood and soil and Jews will not replace us. I think he would have looked at each of us and asked, so, who do you say that I am? Jesus refused the hate. He taught us that we were never to lord power over anyone, that we were to be servants of all. When encountering people from different regions and other religions, he always, always treated them with dignity. Jesus was very clear that we were to love our enemies, bless those who curse you, pray for those who persecute you. And that's why it's so important for us to openly name what happened in Charlottesville two weeks ago, because it has and will happen again. There can be no tolerance for racism, Nazism, anti Semitism, white supremacy. Such ideas and sentiments have no place in civilized society, and of course are completely antithetical to gospel values. In today's gospel, it's Peter who steps forward with the answer and says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. But as Peter and the other disciples soon find out, it's one thing to recognize Christ as the Son of the Living God. It's a whole other matter to openly live lives as Christians. Perhaps the question was best answered in Charlottesville by Mark Hayer. It was Mark's daughter who was killed by the driver who rammed his car to a group of people who were protesting the white supremacist rally. Days after her death, this is what Mark said at a press conference. My daughter was a strong woman that had passionate opinions about the equality of everyone. And she tried to stand up for that. People need to stop hating. And they need to forgive each other. And I include myself in that by forgiving the guy who did this. I just think of what the Lord said on the cross. Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I don't know if I could have said that if it was my son or daughter. So Jesus continues to ask us, Who do you say that I am? Peter shows us the answer doesn't come from years of Catholic education or from rote memory of church doctrine and dogma and cyclicals, it comes from within. It's revealed by God who dwells within each of us. You see, we all have a role. We're all various forms of rock, various talents and gifts. We're like ske- seeds scattered on fertile soil which yields wheat, but also weeds. We are like the yeast hidden and growing in the dough, still yet to be formed. But we are all, all of us, made in the image and likeness of God. As the Jesuit president of Holy Cross College, Philip Burroughs, just wrote this last week. Our cultural, racial, socioeconomic, religious, and identity differences, when acknowledged and engaged, can transform us and help us become more open, loving, just, and compassionate. But silence makes us complicit. And thus, the events of Charlottesville remind us that we must always be diligent in proclaiming the white supremacy and white privilege and all other forms of racism and injustice must be replaced with a community rooted in mercy, compassion, healing, and caring, where all are welcomed and free my sisters and brothers, it's only possible when it begins with each of us being an agent of change at home and at work and in our communities. We're using the words of St. Francis, we're all truly an instrument of peace.